You're listening to The Horseman's Mindset, where we meet to discuss horses, mindset, and mental health as it relates to your horsemanship journey. I'm your host, Ashley Purden, and I want to help you to bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be with your horse. I'm going to teach you what it is that separates good horsemen from the rest and how you can grow into that role for your horse. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. I just finished a very big lesson day at the barn and um, had a major breakthrough in my last lesson with a horse that um, is actually more of a training session, like an observed training session. But I finally got back on this little... Palomino that I have been doing groundwork with for the last eight or nine months um, because the last time I rode him back in June he tried to buck me off and came very close to succeeding at that goal Um, so we've been going through the whole gamut of vets and trying to figure out what the cause of this was and I think we finally got it figured out as to why his back was experiencing such horrific muscle spasms as we ended up uncovering Um, it ended up, you know, this isn't even what I was going to talk about today, but it ended up being a vitamin E deficiency. Um, and there's really no literature on this, so it's just a bit of a wild experiment, but that is the only thing we changed. We did every lameness evaluation, neuro evaluation, massage, chiropractor, acupuncture, shockwave therapy. I mean like everything. And the only thing that really seemed to make a big change was the uh, the vitamin E supplement. Just wild. And that was, I mean, with all the lab work and stuff that was done, that was showing that the vitamin E levels were very low. So um, anyway, just a little tidbit there if you've got a weird muscle spasm problem that you're not sorting out. I mean, we were even looking at like PSSM and things like that. And this horse is a foxtrotter. So Um, that was going to just be a, a really odd thing. Um, though not completely out of the realm of possibilities, but anyway, so I decided to film this episode tonight or record it. I have to remember I'm not on video. (laughs) Um, and thank goodness. Cause like by the end of the day, it was so windy today. Um, my hair and everything is not on point right now. So podcasting is kind of awesome in that regard. Um, But I had a phone call right at the beginning of my day from a student of mine that was here last week lessening, and she was so beside herself and just so upset and um, emotional, and I just, you know, kind of waited for the whole story to unravel and see what had happened, but what I had figured out after she finished telling me her story is that she was really suffering from and struggling with some guilt over a trailer loading accident that she had with her horse or unloading accident, I should say, um, over the weekend. And it was particularly heartbreaking for her because she'd worked so hard to get this marriage trust and everything was finally clicking and going so well. And she uh, just, just a fluke thing. The lead rope got hung up on something on the way out and it should never have happened. Um, it, it's just one of those things that the reality is the more you do something, the more likely it is statistically that something will eventually go wrong. Um, and you know, she loads that mare often enough and hauls her places and has decided to take 
um, you know, that responsibility and exposing her and really trying to resolve this fear issue for her. And unfortunately, um, it just, you know, just one of those things, a freak thing happened and the lead rope got stuck and the mare got caught and ended up ripping her face open pretty good on the front of the trailer, um, as she lunged back in and, and it was just, just one of those things that was just very, very traumatizing for this gal. And what really struck me was the fact that she just couldn't let herself, and I'm not saying that she can't be upset about this situation. I'm not saying that we need to just completely dismiss all of her negative emotions, but I am saying that it is unproductive and unhealthy to stay in a pattern of guilt, just beating yourself up and allowing those ruminating thoughts to take over. And one of the comments that she made was like, she knows that this wasn't her fault. She knows that she's probably more traumatized by the event than her horse is, which I think is absolutely true. And she knows that beating herself up about it isn't going to change any of the outcome. You know, you can't go back and change it at this point. You can't, you know, it, it just, it doesn't, it's not productive. It's not a productive use of energy. In fact, it's a, it's a huge expense of energy that you could be using on other things mentally. And it creates anxiety and you just go through all of these, you know, negative cycles. And she mentioned that she knows this, like, cognitively knows this, but she's having issues sleeping now. She's having dreams about it, waking up in the middle of the night, just feeling so horrible that this happened to her mare. And I think this can be such a hard thing because just the reality is in this um, sport or hobby or whatever you want to call this time that we spend with our horses, it's not like really any other hobby out there. Um, you know, if you were going to pick up an instrument and let's say you started taking some piano lessons, the level of consequence of playing a song poorly is just, it's a little cringy and you might be frustrated, right? There's not, there's not a really high level of consequence of you messing up a piano song, but there's a huge level of consequence when we make mistakes with our horses sometimes or when just these, you know, freak things happen. Are you looking for more specific training tips and guidance? Make sure to head over to my YouTube channel and check out my free training video content. Each week I release new training tips and advice to help you take your riding to the next level. The link to my channel will be posted in the show notes of this episode, or you can simply search me, Ashley Purden, on YouTube. I'll see you there. Um, I had another student this afternoon who told me that that same day, I don't know what was going on on Saturday, but there was something in the air. Um, she put her horse in the round pin at her barn and the footing is just like grass in that round pin. And it was a little slippery, but she just thought, oh, you know, we'll have a nice little Liberty session and it won't be any big deal. And her horse acted goofy and took off and went to run around and slipped and all four feet went out from under him and he fell down. And she must've brought this up to me maybe seven or eight times during the 30 minutes that I spent with her today and just couldn't let go of it. Was just so upset and appalled that she could have thought that that was going to be okay. 
you know what? If her horse had just walked around like she'd planned, it would have been fine. It's sometimes these animals are so hard to predict, just so hard to predict. So what I wanted to do was take this, because I know that these two gals aren't the only two that are struggling with this, not being able to move past some of these, these hard things, these unfortunate situations that have happened. Um, anytime you set your horse up in a situation and they end up getting hurt by it, it can really be hard, even if you did everything right. And even if you messed up, you know, like it, you're still not going to be benefiting from just raking yourself over the coals forever and ever and ever. Like you have to be able to get out of that reactive cycle, turn and face it. You know, we're not going to act like it never happened, but we're going to try to learn from it, think through it and strategically go forward. So the main thing here that I wanted to share is that horses do have this thing that I kind of call one-time learning scenario, where generally when you're teaching your horse something, it takes like layers of repetition to get something ingrained in your horse. So it might take, three is kind of the magical number generally for a horse to start catching on to a concept. So it might take three times for a horse um, to be taught something. But when there's a lot of adrenaline and fear involved and it's kind of a traumatic situation, horses can actually learn just from the one time. And so I think that's where um, we get really concerned when we have a freak wreck or something happens and we're like, oh no, my horse got hurt or oh no, my horse went down or you know, whatever it might be that we, we become concerned that that's going to be what they hang on to for the next session. And when they're out in the pasture later that night, that's what they're thinking about. They've now associated their time with you with that one freak incident that happens. And I'm going to circle back to this here in a minute. But I, uh, I shared with the first gal that called me this morning that, uh, for every one stupid thing that she's ever done, I guarantee you I have 10 stories about myself and my horsemanship journey that are equally dumb or more dumb and dangerous um, than anything that she could even think of. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I didn't have a lot of direction with my horsemanship. I didn't really have a trainer. I was just kind of turned loose with them. So there was a lot of mistakes that happened. I learned everything the hard way. Um, and I feel like for a lot of my career, that was the case, just learning everything the hard way. And I had a situation maybe four or five years ago. I used to travel down to Arkansas twice a year and clinic down there. And there was one year that this lady who was pretty diligent about coming to my clinics, pretty committed, she decided she wanted to put her horse in training over the summer. So while I was there for the spring clinic, um, she came up with me back to Kansas and was able to see my facility and dropped her horse off. And I um, didn't trailer load the horse. Um, she said that really wasn't an issue, not to worry about it. She just wanted him to be safer on trails. And I can't remember all the stuff that we worked on, but um, I think maybe he had an issue gating or something. And so I rode him for the summer and got along with him great. He was just such a sweet guy. Um, really, really, really lovely horse to deal with. And 
So when fall came and it was time for that next clinic, I loaded him up in my trailer and drove him down to Arkansas and didn't think a thing of it. And when we got there, I had put him in the last stall and there was a tack stall at the end. So the only way for him to get out of the trailer was to back out. When we got there, I realized he'd never been backed out of a trailer before. Wasn't even something I considered to ask. Wasn't something I had thought of even testing out because he did all these obstacles while he was with me. He backed off of a lot of stuff. I never had trouble with him. Well, this horse went into like complete shutdown, frozen, could not take a step backwards if he wanted to, just totally locked up and freaked out internally. I mean, he wasn't moving on the outside, but he was just, you know, sweating bullets on the inside. And it took me probably a half an hour to get this horse out of the trailer. And when I finally got him to take a step, what happens when a horse gets frozen and their nervous system shuts them down like that is that that first step forward or backwards or sideways or whatever, but that first big movement that the horse makes after they've been frozen, it tends to blow them up. So it tends to trigger a full on fight response. And that is exactly what happened in this situation. He took one step backwards, completely blew up in the trailer. I mean, like the trailer is like rocking side to side. He ends up rearing up and falling over backwards out into the parking lot, landing in the gravel on his pole and his withers. I'm horrified. She's horrified. The barn owner's horrified. I mean, it was just, it was an awful sight to see. It was just, it makes me cringe and gives me goosebumps to this day. And I felt so guilty about this because I'm just thinking, you know, I'm the trainer. I should have known. I should have But you know what? There really wasn't any way for me to have known that. I mean, now, hindsight being 2020, I ask if a horse is backed out of a trailer before I load him in because I'm sure as heck not going to have that happen to me again. But with the information I had at the time, I don't think I really made a bad decision. I wasn't being negligent. It just was a crappy situation. And I just felt awful. It was, the worst part of it, too, was that this gal hadn't even been able to come up and see her horse yet. So the main point of her coming to this clinic after the training was to see all the things that her horse learned. Well, the horse was not rideable for like a week and a half after this happened. He was sore. And so, I mean, we had him on butte. Everything got swollen that weekend while he was, I mean, it was just, it was just awful. And um, it, it was just one of those experiences, you know, that you just, you don't really forget. But I've learned over time as these things happen. I mean, I could tell you 30 more stories of different things that have happened <laughs> during my career that just felt so outside of my control. But then at the same time, I felt really guilty about it. And Guilt's a funny thing because guilt is, it, it should only come into play when you could have maybe made a better choice or, um, and, and remember, it should only come to play when you could have maybe made a better choice with the information you had at the time. You can't use the information you have now to go back and feel guilty about it. That's not fair. So like with my client this morning, she really, if you think about it, she doesn't get to be guilty about the thing that happened on Saturday with her horse getting stuck in the trailer because she didn't know that the lead rope had gotten hung up. It's not like she left it tied. She just had untied it like she always does, and it got stuck on something in there. I mean, I've had that happen to me before too. So if you think about it, guilt should be this thing that 
only comes into play when we really did something wrong and we really should feel guilty. But most of the time, it just shows up out of nowhere and on things that maybe it shouldn't even be there. And I really had to learn how to process that guilt out. I still feel very responsible for these animals that get put into my care. Um, and I know you guys do too. And sometimes that exacerbates this because we just, we want to create this like bubble that our horse lives in where everything is just perfect and our saddle fits perfect and we work with them perfectly and our riding is perfect and their diet is perfect and their dental is perfect and their vetting is perfect and their farrier care is perfect and everything's perfect so that our horses can be as comfortable and happy as possible and have these great lives. And, and then when something happens that we can't control because we're trying to control all these other aspects, we just don't even know, like our brains don't even know how to handle that. So we just go, well, it must be my fault that it happened. And, you know, our horse gets beat up out in the turnout and we think, oh, that must be my fault that that happened. It's not just that horses are being horses or that there was a, you know, crappy situation with the trailer or that the ground was slippery and you just didn't know. Like if you, if you had a little window into the future of the next 10 minutes, every time you went to do something with your horse, I think we'd all probably benefit from that and be a lot safer, but we have to operate on the information that we have at the time. That's all we can do. So the main thing that's interesting about all of this to me is that horses typically get over things faster than humans do. They move past things faster than humans do. They tend to be more forgiving um, than humans do. And they certainly don't experience the emotion guilt that we do. So they don't really understand that when we're guilty. It um, projects this really conflicting energy, kind of a weak energy. Um, not kind of a weak energy. It projects an extremely weak energy at our horses when we're feeling guilty. Um, so they're going to relate to that as in, oh, my leader is weak today. So do I need to start vying for top dog here again? Do I need to start looking out for myself? Do I need to start making sure that my needs are being met? Because I'm not sure they're going to be meeting my needs because they're projecting a weak energy. And it's interesting because it's actually the exact opposite of what we're trying to do. We're trying to like alleviate the situation somehow by being guilty and feeling that guilt and just beating ourselves up over and over. So back to this one-time learning situation. So horses do experience that, like I said earlier, but actually what ingrains behavior over in a horse is bits and pieces over time and consistency over time. That's what really ingrains behavior. One-time learning does occur, but it only occurs if that one-time situation proves to be the same as their past experience. So let's say the horse had um, a past experience. Let's use the lady this morning. I'm trying not to use names because these gals can share these stories with you when they are ready, but I'm certainly not going to share it with the world um, while they're still going through this process emotionally. So this morning, my gal has, I mean, she's been working on this horse on this trailer loading for years. Literally, I think it's been like two years now. In the last probably six months, it's been really good. She has really conquered it. Her horse has gained so much confidence in the trailer more importantly, gain confidence in her as a leader. And she's had these multiple sessions over, I mean, many, many, many sessions over the last 
six months, proving to her horse that she is trustworthy, that she can be respected, and that she can go on the trailer and it's going to be fine. So the horse's past experience with the trailer, not the way past experience with the trailer that was bad. That doesn't even count anymore. At some point that gets canceled out, and I think we were very close to that being completely canceled out by all the good experiences that the horse had had. So the horse is going to refer back to that past experience, and that's what it's going to land on. So if all of the past experiences of trailer loading had been bad and the horse had been weary about it and then it had this one-time traumatic event, now we have a problem. Now the horse has learned that, oh, I am absolutely dead certain that all of my past experience is right because this one experience proved that to be true. But in this case, the horse is going to look back at that past experience have being positive and it's going to... If not completely, it's going to mostly cancel out this negative one-time learning experience, which is just, it's such a gift. I'm so glad horses are forgiving like this because if they weren't, it would just be about impossible to train them because you would just get them all fixed up and then they would step on their bridle rein and break it and you'd never get a bit in their mouth ever again the rest of your life. You know, it's just like these things just happen. There's just a certain amount of unpredictability with a high level of consequence that happens working with these huge prey animals. So it's important to remember that it's not the one event that's the deal breaker. It's the accumulation of all of the past experiences that that horse had that is gonna either make or break your relationship with your horse when you do have a negative one-time event happen. So the cool thing was my gal this morning when she um, ended up having to call her vet and her horse needed stitches and all these things, well, he couldn't make a farm call. So what did she have to do right after that happened as her horse has a bloody face and she's just, you know, on, I'm sure they were both on a whole lot of adrenaline. What did she have to do? She had to load that horse back on the trailer to take it to the vet. And guess what? It loaded. So, I mean, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't real smooth, but it wasn't impossible. It didn't take her an hour. It just, you know, took her a few minutes to get her convinced because her horse had, and you know, understandably so, her horse questioned her a little bit and was like, really? Are you sure? And she was like, yes, I'm sure we're getting on. And her horse got on. What a testament that is to her relationship with her horse. I have no doubt in my mind that this whole situation was a total accident. There was nothing malicious intended. Same with the horse that fell in the round pin that weekend too with my other client. That was not, she was not setting that horse up trying to be a jerk about, you know, the footing. It just happened. And these horses are so forgiving. So if you have had a really, if you have somehow facilitated inadvertently a really negative situation for your horse and your horse has seemed to have gotten over it really quickly, you need to stop and pat yourself on the back right now. That whole guilt cycle is just not even relevant, honestly. You should feel so proud of the fact that your relationship with your horse was good enough that you could have one bad day and bounce back from it immediately. 
relationships with humans are very similar, right? If you consistently have a friend where every single time you go out with them, like something horribly wrong like happens like every single time, you're going to get wary of hanging out with them. But if you have a friend that you go hang out with and you guys have a great time every time and then you go out another day and something goes horribly wrong and a really scary thing happens, you're just going to think it was a random event. You're not going to blame your friend for it. So it's, it's a really similar thing with our horses. It's that time that you put in day after day, creating positive interaction, creating trust, building their confidence, building your leadership. That's what matters and what counts. So I wanted to share that with you all because I know that these two gals and myself are not the only ones who have ever experienced this. You've got to learn to let yourself off the hook. You've got to learn to refocus on the future and to also give yourself credit for how well things have gone previously. And just to realize that these horses are going to be unpredictable and things are going to happen outside of your control. We can't control everything. I know how hard that is. I'm a control freak myself. So that's part of the horse thing that's just really difficult for me is you never know when you wake up in the morning what you're going to get with your horse that day. They're always, it's every day is a new day. So anyway, just wanted to share that. Celebrate your wins. Be kind to yourselves. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.